0: And this is uh, The McCoy Show. And um, so we ran out of time, unfortunately, for Robert Larson. So I'm going to put him up on podcast right away. And uh, we'll be, he, he'll be giving his update from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. And um, yes, there was a weird weapons crime where somebody just walked across multiple lanes of highways and actually um assaulted a baby of all things. And so I asked Robert, it's just like, is it bath salts or is it meth? What's more popular in the Linen Empire? Because it seems like there's a lot of that stuff going on. And uh anyways, um so some so that's gonna be on KCI.org very, very shortly after I in this particular segment. Um, just some news out there. Um, one of the most frustrating things, and I'm glad somebody actually finds it frustrating as well as it is on Huffington Post, is that because Jeb Bush is in the presidential race, the Iraq war is being debated again. And it's, uh, one of those things where somebody that was against the war, I don't know, 2002, 2003, who thought it was not a very bright idea, and there's a hundred thousand things that can go wrong, and... Sodom was saying, Yeah, he had weapons of mass destruction. We gave them to him. And then, you know, we all posted that picture of Donald Rumsfeld shaking Sodom's hand in 1983 and all this other stuff. Um,. So, all these people are like, well, if I knew then what I knew now, it's just like Hans Blix was telling you there's no weapons of mass destruction. Former weapons inspector Scott Ritter was telling you there's no mass in- weapons of mass destruction. And yet you wanted to proceed anyways. So to say that knowing now what I know then or whatever that, what I, if I knew now what I knew then, well, that kind of argument, that doesn't hold water. Because if you're actually intellectual, intellectually honest with yourself, you knew the Iraq war was a bad, bad idea predicated on lines to start with and to have these people like Marco Rubio say, well, if I knew now, if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have done it then. it's, it's very, that, that itself is rewriting history because um, I knew, I, I, I was by no means an intelligence, intelligence analyst in 2002 or 2003 or even now. And I would still, it was a, you knew that that was a bad mistake and, um, and it turned out so. I like what, um, John Stewart said with, uh, the author of, uh, oh, well, it was, uh, uh, Zealot. He had the author of Zealot. I can't remember his name off the top of the head, but he, he said that there's a lot, it seems a lot like there's a lot of turmoil in the Middle East and we like to poke it. And it's just like, why do you want to further poke something that's none of your business? I don't know. It's just like that thing where you have to poke your head in and you have to get your opinion on this. And, you know, it's just, it's, it seems like, it seems like the U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East it borders on like hillbilly, um, the codependent relationships, or it's just like, just leave them alone and let them sort it out because you're only inviting bad things to happen on your house when you get invited, involved in it. And it's just like, there's a, step away it's just like isis is yes muslim but they're also killing other muslims it doesn't again from the daily show interview it doesn't exactly tell you anything interesting about isis and um it's crazy and the fear that the media gathers around these things like i i I met somebody a grandmother who was worried that isis is going to chop her head off i'm like i was just like i'm sweetie there's there's I don't think, you know, I was just like, I don't think that's going to happen. And it's just, it's amazing how much fear gets pumped into our lives on a daily basis. Speaking of fear, train derailment, it. And um, yeah, it's again, one of those things with infrastructure, right? So like, it seems like, the current zeitgeist as far as our legislature goes is well if it ain't broken don't fix it and it just seems like there's this like squatting mentality in today's capitalism where you just ride something until it completely dies and then you fix it and our train system is one of those things and it's it's like a lot like cable operators right so your cable connect your internet connection has not gotten faster since 2007 but we're just going to make you pay 50 bucks without improving it once so whatever at all and we have no incentive to improve it cuz we have a virtual monopoly we're comcast smile you know it's just um it's a really—that's ba- the bad thing about where capitalism is right now. It just seems like there's a squatters' mentality, and you don't actually improve anything. You just like sit on it until it breaks, or sit on it until it needs some kind of improving, or sit on it until like oh, citizens get together and make their own ISP for a city, and then oh, you know, we have to fight this. And when they can't fight it anymore, then they make improvements. It seems like um, the the Amtrak derailment kind of on the same level, where it's just like you know we have a train system people use it ridership's been going up but we're not going to invest anything in it and now you have people that are dead so it it's it's just really disappointing that that's the way it goes and then we're also talking about in the same breath although it's in a completely different you know part of the country in the same breath we have cities and counties always talking about oh we need a new stadium or oh we need this you know the charters proposal 600 million dollars for an nfl stadium that you still have to pay money to get into it's not it's a private stadium but it's built by public dollars and um we we, you know it's just like we we have rail that can kill people and it's it just seems completely completely priorities are not in aligned. and it's not even a conservative or, or democratic thing at this point it's more of a like corporatist versus somebody that actually wants to build a community, rather than just squatting capitalism, which seems like what we have right now. And I'll leave off with the last, because I just hate this story to death, but... So we're going to have Bruce Jenner, part two, and he's going to talk about surgical plans. And I was using the word he because... Um, I'm sorry, this is going to be offensive. The a-hole still hasn't given us a female name. He's come out as trans, but he has not given us a, a female name, and I'm going to be honest until... You know, she gives us a female name. It's just like, what is up with that? Because I know she has one. She's just waiting to, for part five. And then in the meantime, she's actually hurting trans people in the process. Oh, I do not like first Jenner. Anyways, this is The Heather McCoy Show. Stay tuned for Ask a Leader. She's up next. And uh, she's whispering something to my ear. Sweet nothings. What? Oh, carry on. Okay. This is eighty-eight point nine KCI FM in Irvine. We're playing UCLA in baseball tonight at six thirty, so it's going to be only fifteen minutes of uh, Rachel's cooking accident, and uh, it is a bummer as Claudia is yelling out in the background. But um, you know we, we have next week, and next week actually has a band as well um, on the uh, this show after. I'm just completely forgetting it at the moment. Anyways, this is eighty-eight point nine KCI FM in Irvine.